Welcome to RVing Dads. This is episode three, where we park our RVs. My name is Dustin Ankins and my co-host... Todd Muller. And today's episode is sponsored by Full-Time Families, a uh, community of full-time traveling families. More information at fulltimefamilies.com. So we're coming to you today from Branson, Missouri. Uh, Branson, Missouri. It's like, like Las Vegas. It was run by Ned Flanders. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of shows. Uh, it's a fun place, I suppose you could say. But uh, we're sitting outside uh, my RV today. This is Todd, and uh, it's a nice sunny day, about 65 degrees, and uh, it appears that there is an Airstream rally uh, going on here because we're watching uh, silver sausage after silver sausage pulling. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about the many places we park our RVs. Uh, there's quite a lot of options out there, and in, I guess in our minds we've broken it down into five, I would say distinct, but they're not really distinct, kind of five overlapping. There's a lot of crossover between these five here, Todd, um, but let's lay them out there. So so the five are RV parks, yep. RV resorts, that's a common one. Yep, campgrounds. And then state parks, national parks, city parks. Yep, boondocking and free docking. So they're all a bit different. If we start back with the first one, they're RV parks. And I guess in my mind, an RV park is more like a resort, an RV resort. There's amenities. Uh, it's just a bunch of sites that you pull your yeah. camper into. Yep, not a lot of privacy, a lot of, uh, a lot of neighbors. <laughs> but you do get uh, usually a pool, you get some bathhouses, you get maybe some cable TV even to your right. If you're lucky, it might even be level. Yes, or paved. Oh, wow. <laughs> Pay more for that. Absolutely. Um, and then I guess the next the next level is, is a campground, which is, like you said, there's a lot of crossover, very similar to an RV park. Um, but I guess in my mind, uh, a campground's a, a little more uh, rustic, and while an RV park is set up for RVs, a campground, you'll have RVs kind of intermixed with tents. Yeah, in my mind, a campground is like, uh, like the sound of music. You'll see a lot of grass and greenery everywhere. Yes. Right? <laughs> Great way to um, think of it. Well, it, only in my mind. Um, I think in, in real life, there's probably not a lot of difference between a campground and an RV park. Is right. there? Not a lot. I mean, like I said, maybe a tent or two. Yeah, a, a tent site here and there. Right. Um, Possibly a little bit more rustic. You know, I'd maybe, say. Maybe a playground. Yes, an old yeah, playground. An old play one. <laughs> yes, an old metal <laughs> playground. Yes. Must be rusty. Exactly, yes. <laughs> um, so number three would be like a, a state park, a national park, a county park. Uh, and, and they're very similar to campgrounds, I would say, you know, less amenities than an RV park, uh, but generally cheaper. You know, generally a state park, uh, it's going to be cheaper than a, than a campground. It's run by some governmental unit, so it's very lax. Yep. Bathroom hasn't been cleaned in a month or so. Right. But, yep. uh, but it's very affordable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess to kind of, you know, we probably should have talked about this in the, from the beginning. I guess, in my mind, a state campground, state park, you're looking at anywhere from 20 to $30 a night, would you say? Yeah, I, I would expect. $25 at a state park. Yep. And kind of going back to our first two campgrounds, you know, they're, they're going to be a little bit more, I'd say 25 maybe all the way up to 40 Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then uh, your RV parks, that's where it can get a little bit expensive. It can go from... Yeah, I would expect uh, to pay around $35 on up to 
hundreds, depending yeah. on which beach you're at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the nicer the park, the, the nicer the area, the time of the year, and you know, all of a sudden you're in the hundreds for a night. Yeah, although there's some nice ones, right? You can park right on the beach, nice yes. sandy crystal beach like in Gulf Shores or yep. on the Gulf Coast or... Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, yes, beautiful places, but you have to budget for those. Right, and especially uh, the Florida Keys in the wintertime. <laughs> right. That's an exception. That's his whole other category, right? right? You might just open up your wallet and leave it on the desk. <laughs> well, right. and well, I guess that segues into the next one, boondocking, which is yep. the exact opposite on the pay scale. Right. I expect to pay zero for boondocking yes. at all times. Absolutely. You're going to pay nothing. Uh, a lot of different places to boondock. Uh, probably the most popular, at least for, for my family and I, is, is BLM land, or Bureau of Land Management land, which is government-owned land where they set it up so you can set up and park there usually for a limit of 14 days but there's no charge but of course there's no hookups at all there's no electric no water no sewer yeah and usually no rules other than only park where other people have parked before and yep. leave it as you found it <coughs> yep um, and there are uh, I would say a surprising number of places we've boondocked everywhere from Moab to uh, Minnesota to uh, the Grand Canyon there's some great boondocking right outside of the Grand Canyon entrance but there are other places you can stay for free that aren't boondocking, and I guess that's called free docking. What other terms yeah. could you call it? Free docking, wally docking. Wally docking, uh, parking lot. Docking. Docking, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and that's that's usually an overnight on a travel day. That's a Walmart parking lot. Uh, we've done it quite a bit. Uh, it's convenient. Uh, we'll do it on a long trip, and we can wally dock and uh, go inside and do all our grocery shopping or pick up what we need for our next stop yeah no amenities at all correct yeah but you're close to a store or a restaurant so what, what are your favorite uh free docking places probably i would say walmart like i said it's convenient to be able to go shopping there but uh cracker barrel is nice cracker barrel yes get a nice breakfast the, the next morning inside. i like uh some truck stops like flying jays places okay. like that sometimes i mean there's exceptions but uh some truck stops and i also like cabela's you know, I've never done a Cabela's, but I've heard good things. Yeah, some Cabela's have electricity, and they'll have dump stations, uh, so they're really nice. That is, it's a, it's nice. a crossover. You have amenities, but you're not paying. Right. Well, I think you end up paying when you visit the store. But. Right. <laughs> yeah, they call it free docking, but uh, you're right. I always want to be spending money when I stop at one of these places. Yeah. And you know, I guess the other recommendation I have if you're going to free dock is, is always check. You know, Before you pull into a Walmart and set up, give them a quick call or go inside and chat with the manager. Say, hey, you know, I'd like to park for the night. And generally, they're more than willing to have you stay there, but uh, it's a good thing to check because uh, some municipalities will tow you. Or and there's you there's some rules around that now too. Yes. So I think the the rule is always ask permission. Yep. And uh, I think you can get into some discussion on several forums about <laughs> what's courteous and what's not, such as yes. slides, landing gear, grills, generators, awnings. Yep. Yeah, we we try to take up as a small footprint, but I will say. Uh, for the most part, if we're in a Walmart and there's nobody around us, it's and usually when we get to a Walmart, it's late at night, it's 9 o'clock at night. Uh, as long as there's space, we will open up our slides, and there have been times we have run our generator for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I always leave my truck and trailer connected. Since I have a fifth wheel and a truck, I'll leave them connected, maybe put down my front landing gear just to stabilize it, maybe not. Um, I'll never disconnect. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. We'll always stay connected to the truck. Same thing, I may put down my front landing gear just to take a little weight off the truck and level us out, but... Uh, that's about it. I won't put anything else down. Yeah, I think generator use is perfectly fine. 
and um, maybe maybe slides if necessary depends on the situation right I'm not gonna put right. my slides into a lane of traffic absolutely not right it depends on the parking spot right if, if we're in a corner kind of away from everybody you know I will put them out but you're right if you're in the middle of the lane where this car is going by <laughs> those slides will stay in yeah just try to take up the minimum amount of space you can and yep and I sometimes follow there's usually trucks and other RVs there so if I hear another truck running his generator or her generator mm -hmm. That's a good indication I'm going to run mine. Absolutely. And I have kids in my camper, so it's going to be loud regardless. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Well, when we're boondocking and free docking, we certainly have no expectations. But uh, if we're staying at an RV park or a campground, then at least I look for certain things, Todd. If I'm going to pay, then I, I have some expectations. So what are the, some of the things that you look for in a campground or an RV park? You know, it depends on the situation, where we're going. Um, my kids really like a pool, so that's always a nice one if we're going to be there for any amount of time, mm -hmm. especially if it's warm, obviously. Not in the wintertime. I don't <laughs> care so much about the pool, but uh, we do enjoy that. We do enjoy a nice level, hard surface to park on if possible. Absolutely. A nice, big, long site. Those are my favorite. When I can pull yes. into it and stay connected. Uh, you know, it, it might seem silly, but not every site fits my RV and my truck and uh, we're used to it, but it sure would be nice if we could. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, as we're sitting here, uh, <laughs> our RVs happen to be parked next to each other and our trucks are perpendicular. Yes, uh, neither the, truck fits in the site. Yeah, neither truck fits in the site, so that's a good point, a nice level site. Uh, and actually, you said something interesting, you know, where you can leave your truck and your RV hooked up. Now, once we're here for a few days, obviously I disconnect, but if we're pulling in just for an overnighter, uh, having a pull-through site is, is big for me. It's nice to be able to just pull in, not disconnect, not uh, not get crazy trying to back into a, uh, a small site, but I'll just pull right through. Absolutely, and, and uh, just uh, about a week ago, I was really thankful that I stayed connected because we had a big windstorm that night, and uh, my truck acts as a stabilizer when it's connected, so I got yep. to sleep a little nicer that evening. Yep, that's a good point. When there's a lot of wind, you can feel that RV rock, and if it's connected to your truck, it definitely helps. Uh, let me see a couple other things I can think of. Uh, sometimes it's friends, you know, if we're gonna go somewhere for a, uh, a, a, a good amount of time it's nice to know friends are in the area or friends are in the same park uh, we've planned many many an event with with friends and family to, to meet them somewhere uh, so that's another big one for us absolutely and if friends aren't available then you need good Wi-Fi absolutely <laughs> very important <laughs> for working and schooling and TV and yep you name it yeah Wi-Fi and actually that's probably another whole another podcast episode is talking about Wi-Fi and connectivity and how we stay connected on the road so look for that uh Look for that podcast down the road a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of RV parks have pretty fancy bathhouses, shower houses. Um, my family just tends to use the restroom in our house, so we don't tend to use a bathhouse that often. How about you, Todd? Do you look for a nice bathhouse? You know what? If it's a nice bathhouse, sometimes uh, it is nice going because in an RV, your, your bathhouse is a little confining, I would call it, which is fine. We use it all the time, um, but I would consider myself a larger individual, and sometimes it's nice to to kind of spread out in the shower so it is nice if it has a good bathhouse that's nice and you know the the last thing that I tend to look for is how far away is the nearest restaurant uh, yes. uh, especially for travel days when we spend all day traveling in a very tight cab of a truck with a family <laughs> of six no one feels like cooking when we're all set up we just want to stop at a restaurant, get some food quickly, Yep. Um, because we're all probably pretty grumpy. We get hangry in my house, so yes. that's important. 
Yeah, that's a good point. In, in uh, that actually bleeds right into like the free docking. You know, if we're gonna do a, a Walmart for the night, a lot of times we'll check and find a Walmart where there's a restaurant in the parking oh, lot too. Oh, good idea. So do a little shopping and then just walk over to a restaurant and have dinner. So when we talk about some tips and tricks on picking out or, or finding the right RV spot, what are some of the things you like to look for? Or what do you like to do? Yeah, well, it, it depends on what kind of site we're actually looking for. So if it's a, a paid site, like a park or a campground, I'll, I'll read reviews. That's the best way, like a Google review. Yep. Um, but if we're boondocking or free docking, then um, there's other sites. Right. Yep, there's some sites out there like uh, Allstays, uh, freecamping.net. Uh, both of them do provide a lot of information. Generally, when we're traveling, uh, I'm driving. Um, my wife does not like to, to pull the, the fifth wheel, but so she's she's got all the memberships to all stays and got all the bookmarks on her phone so she can pretty quickly pull them up and find us a uh, spot for the night. That's nice. One of my tricks when I'm boondocking or free docking or going into a place I'm not familiar with, I will always look at the satellite view of the of the area. I'll make sure there's a good road, a good way in, a good way to turn around, and a good way to leave, just in case I don't like it. Um, and I can also see how big sites are with a satellite view. If it's 60 feet long, I, you know, I can't get it down to the foot, but I can guess. Yep. I can guess pretty close if I'm going to fit. Yep. That's a great point. Yeah, Google Maps and satellite view is, is uh, one of our, our go-tos as well. And, and I would assume, I would tend to assume that a lot of RP parks and campgrounds are, are on big roads. But that's you would think. not always the case. <laughs> or there's a little bridge right in front of the gate, right. and they never put those on the map for some reason. Yep, that's a good point. Actually, you know, where we are today. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dustin got here ahead of my family and I, and, and he took a, a little bit more of a strenuous route than I did because I was fortunate enough to get a, a text saying, don't go this way. <laughs> <laughs> go the other way, yes. Uh, so I tend to use the Trucker Atlas. Uh, the Trucker Atlas is just a paper atlas with uh, highlighted routes showing where trucks can go. And if a truck can go there, then my RV can go there because of the height. So um, I'll use that if I'm, if I'm uncertain. Yep. Yeah, another, another trick that we'll use is, is just to call ahead. And, and a lot of times we'll call ahead, just check on our reservation, make sure it's there. And a lot of times I'll ask, you know, is there any, any way I should avoid coming into your park or your campground? Um, and they usually know. You know. They'll usually say, yep, come in this way or, or avoid this road. Yeah, and so uh, the last tip that uh, we have here this evening is how to stay at an RV park or a campground without paying $35 to $55 a night. Yep. And uh, the best way I do it is at a membership park like Thousand Trails. Yeah, absolutely. Thousand Trails, uh, well, there's a big truck driving by here, so <laughs> I hear a little noise there. We are definitely in a campground. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah, Thousand Trails is a, is a great option for people, uh, especially people full-timing. Uh, there's a lot of different packages out there. You can go from a Zone Pass to an Elite Pass to uh, some of the new ones, the Odyssey. Uh, but joining something like Thousand Trails gives you great access to their parks. And uh, depending on how much you use it, it costs less and less every time you do because you buy a membership and then you're pretty much free to stay where you want. Yeah, I tend to stay like uh, maybe one week a month. I'll stay at a Thousand Trails park across the country, and it's a great way to even out the budget. and. Uh... I know what I'm going to get for that price, and some parks are nice, some parks aren't, but uh, overall it saved my family a ton of money, and we, we really enjoy it because there's other families that stay there as well. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of, lot of full-time families that are traveling all the time tend to stay in Thousand Trails, so, so we like our membership as well. How often do you tend to stay at Thousand Trails, Todd? You know, uh, 
I would say it depends on the time of year. Sometimes in the, the wintertime when we're down in Florida, uh, we'll spend you know, three weeks out of the month at a thousand trails. Uh, but overall, I, was, I would guess we're probably spending anywhere from one to two weeks a, a month on average at a thousand okay. trails. Where's your favorite uh, area to stay in? In a thousand trails? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you put me on the spot here. Uh, the one, I can't even remember exactly where it is. There's one in Maine. Oh. Uh, okay. It was beautiful, and I'll remember the name later. Moody Beach, is that the Moody one? Moody Beach, yes. Okay. I think that's it. We really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I enjoy staying at Thousand Trails Parks in Texas. There's a lot of selection there. Yep. And I don't have a favorite. I just like that area. Whenever I'm driving through Texas, which happens to be almost every couple times a year, <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. always make a point to stay at a Thousand Trails when I'm headed through Texas and, and in Florida. Yes. And, and other areas. Yeah, Florida's another great spot. Thousand Trails Orlando is a, a big hot spot in the wintertime for, for families with kids. Uh, but there's, a, and there's other memberships out there, things like Passport America, uh, Ready Camp Go, a couple others I can think of. Not quite the same benefit that you would get at 1,000 trails, but those certainly help uh, with reducing the cost of some of it. Any other uh, tips or tricks, Todd, besides uh, lying on how long, how long you are? <laughs> nope, I'm, no matter how... <laughs> You're I'm, honest? Okay. I'm, I'm honest. I I'll, I'll admit it. I, I'm, uh, it. When I call a campground, I'm, I'm usually a couple feet shorter than I am in real life. Right. That's a good way to make sure you get a spot. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe that's a whole another episode on yes uh, yes yes I shouldn't admit to lying um, <laughs> my tape measure varies depending on where I'm staying I should say yep. good point <laughs> well, anything else Dustin you have for a tip or a trick uh, we have too many tips to uh, mention I think in one episode absolutely Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are, again, sponsored by Full-Time Families. Check it out at fulltimefamilies.com. A lot of great information out there. Uh, any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach the show at info at rvingdads.com, or you can reach out to myself or Dustin directly. I'm at todd at rvingdads.com. And Dustin at rvingdads.com. So thanks again. We hope you uh, enjoyed the show today. We hope we brought you some value, even if it was just entertainment.